0: Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doing's podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York. Still not improvising because I'm not willing to put people at risk from my idea of a good time. Get vaccinated, you dickholes. Anyway, joining me today is the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the bots, and the buttons, but she's not doing it because her robot is being a glitchy bag of bitch. It's Chelsea Bennington hello How my you, laptop
1: darling? my laptop decided you're not going to talk about Deeply sea it really tried to keep me from doing it but i'll find a way much like those sharks
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't stop chelsea from diving head first into the second greatest shark movie of all time just can't be done
1: deepest bluest my head is like a shark's fin.
0: Mm-hmm. You're like LL Cool J, <laughs> but vegetarian. Yes, but well, we are joined today <laughs> as well uh, for the first time. Our, we've got these pre- guests on previously. They're together for the first time. Our first nuptial couple on the show together. One doesn't like sharks, wanted him to watch the movie, and I wanted his lovely bride to watch him watch the movie. Uh, Jennifer and Mr. Jennifer Rizzuto are on the show.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like this trend. I want it to continue. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I now, think,
2: Jen- oh, go ahead.
3: I think that the Spooky Doings, spooky doings audience uh, knows me. And I am uh, happy to say that this has lived up to my standards of bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jennifer, you watched him instead of watching the movie, right? So you don't have much to say about
2: the movie. I did a little bit of both. I mean, I I did a little bit bit of watching him and then a little bit of like side glance uh, to the screen. When right, uh, right. something really outlandish was said and really caught me off guard. I'd, just, I'd glance at the screen and be like, excuse me. There are <laughs> plenty <laughs> of moments me? of that.
0: But, but how, how have you two been holding up?
2: We've this, been all right. Uh, we've been all right. We've been hanging in, we've been uh, recently we've been trying some new activities. Um, with the summer, we went zip lining a couple weeks ago and we've been doing some rock climbing.
3: Yeah, we've been having outdoor adventures. We've Been having
2: outdoor adventures, um, uh, so it's we've been we've been doing good. we doing good.
0: Um, I would love to see Tom Zipline. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> probably for the same reason some people will be like, I think I want to see Rick do
2: that too. <laughs> well, Rick, you know you you have some Long Island roots, so maybe you're familiar with uh, the Long Island Adventure Park. I heard? am not. So it's, uh, it's a lot of like zip lines and like obstacle courses and whatever. And they show you this video, um, that's like, okay, it's, it's of utmost importance that you understand this video and you watch it to its completion and you, you have a test afterwards and ever and everything. And the video is like hook part a into part B and then do a quadratic equation and then stand on your head. I mean, it's like, it goes so quickly and it goes like through all these like obscure like random parts and then you're like okay go climb and i was like i'm gonna die on this thing like i don't understand any of this <laughs> it was a little it was a little harrowing
3: it was fine there were two hooks you put one hook in then you have to put the other hook in that was <laughs>
2: right but the way they explain it makes it sound like rocket science like it could have been explained a lot easier
3: it you know sounded I mean? a little bit
0: like my uh, my osha safety course and my forklift operating course. So uh, yeah, um, if I can be—and I think I'm going to use this re- correctly. Uh, if I'm wrong, Chelsea will straighten me out. If I can be a little extra, the only way I want to zip line is in Japan because they have an attraction where you zip line directly into Godzilla's mouth.
2: Oh, that'd be that'd so.
0: That—that's what I would be willing to do.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. That's worth the like 15 hour flight or whatever it is to get over. There. 15,
3: it's, it's, it's like 27 it? hours.
2: 27, maybe not. I'll just build my own Godzilla and hang it's... a rope and call it a day.
0: All right then. But <laughs> speaking, speaking about being eaten by creatures, deep blue sea. So when, when, when I noticed this was on Netflix, I contacted you, you two lovely people and said, I want to do an episode with the two of you and you you acquiesced and i appreciate that so but what did you think when i first reached out with this idea
3: i mean i knew samuel l jackson was in it so i was excited about that (laughs) um you know that i mean that's always fun even though i i will go out on a limb and say that this was his worst role uh deep blue suck was an experience for all of us you know But it's, it was, I mean, I'll say it, that movie was trash. I know that that millions of people download this podcast because they love Deep Blue Sea or whatever, but this is a bad. Thank you for saying
0: millions of people download this podcast, but
3: go on. This is a bad movie. I will say it in front of you. I will say it in front of Chelsea. I will say it in front of my wife. I will say it in front of the drummer from Soraya. This is a movie that nobody should see. It's, It's a movie that was bad in 1999. It's a movie that's horrible by 2021 standards. I'm ready. I'm ready to fight every single minute of this movie. It, it started bad. It ended bad. The most, it, it had parts of it that were, the, the best part was LL Cool J, but I, have, I felt bad for him because it, his co-star was a bird.
1: Rick, cut the cameras. Cut the mic. It's over.
0: I'm leaving. I'm done. This is Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson's worst role. Worse than The Legend of Tarzan.
3: I didn't see that movie. So
0: then you, can, you cannot attest
3: to it fully. I um, also did not see Black Snake Moan, but I'm positive that this is Samuel L. Jackson's worst Black role. Snake Moan was fucking awesome.
0: Black Snake Moan was the shit. Uh, w- would you say it is worse than his role in um, something akin to The Spirit? That was some bullshit
3: spirit was a bad movie i remember spirit being specifically bad mm-hmm. and i don't even remember him in it okay but but I, I know that jen's job was to watch me watching this movie but watching jen watch this movie was so much more entertaining because jen would not let any of the bad science go she would rewind the movie so she would get the full breadth of the bad science and then she would google the real science so she would know exactly how wrong the bad science was
2: so this was this was the this was but kind of how it went with us watching the movie. So we turned it on and he would start watching it and I would watch him. Um, and as I'm sure you can surmise, he enjoyed it. He was really into it. Really. <laughs> um, and But then I, they would say something like, blah, blah, blah. they would like be saying something off and they would say like heart rate, shark heart rate, uh, 50 BPM. And I was like, bro, oh. like, like, just like my like eyeball would twitch. And I would be like, 50 BPM. Like, I was like, it's like. 400 500 pound shark and this is like a mega shark. I was like that that doesn't track in my head. Oh, like, that's I, so funny that like, you don't that think, like, that. Yeah, I was like I don't think a fucking shark would have 50 beat per minute fucking and then the like the blood pressure is like 120 over 80. I was like, what? I was like, I don't think so. Like, this is a, this is not a human. So So I like looked up, I tried to look up, um, like what is a shark's heart rate? And I found some like varying information. And I think a lot of it, obviously this is a new species of shark or whatever that they created for science, but, I some of the ones that I was looking up actually were like much slower than I t- anticipated. One that mm. was eight to 12 beats a minute. I was like, wow, that is not what I would think it would be. So, like, just little things like that. I'd be like watching him, and then there would be like this like random factoid they'd like throw out. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> I, was, I don't know about that. Like- <laughs> and also,
3: we got this information from Michael Rappaport, which <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, what is there going to be a like, confused but well-meaning teen that he has to be a dad to in this movie because <laughs> the, the, because that's I mean I think we all agree that's Michael Rappaport's strong suit is being a, a blue-collar Yankee fan confused but well-meaning father but to see, him, to see him as a scientist just and just have that Michael Rappaport Flair to him, and I'm not insulting Michael Rapport. I, I think he's he's great, but just having that Michael Rapport flair to him, just being like, yo, Thomas Jane, you got to accept my scientific knowledge, man. You got to trust me. This tensile strength is dumb. It was dumb. It's a dumb movie. It was a dumb. Movie. And then we waited to the Crash so It took three people to write this stupid ass movie. What was the other person doing? I'm pretty sure one of them was just on grammar.
0: Sometimes you need someone to be uh, grammatically correct. Um, I was going to, so you specified. Michael Rappaport I was going to question you questioning the science of Stellan Skarsgård real name stellar skateboard for any how did this I was
2: going to bring up him too who is that he was the guy that his arm got eaten spoilers his arm got uh eaten right in the beginning when they were like subtracting the goo I watched more of the movie than I had anticipated because Um, it's
0: a compelling film you can't, You it's very difficult to take
2: your eyes away from this. Movie. Like a shark attack, you just can't stop watching. This
3: movie was written by 12-year-olds and then somebody had to come in there and force them to put some exposition in because <laughs> it, from the second the shark got out of the water, it was all just teeth and explosions and nothing made sense. And mm-hmm. when, that, when that guy got his arm bitten off, like I actually was like, oh, that, okay, this is going to be like the first, this is going to bring us somewhere. But no, it was just, like, it was murder porn. It was shark murder porn.
2: Then, yeah, then that's <laughs> that when I came back in with the science. And they were, like, pushing, pushing, like, a like a shirt into the wound. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? They have to make a tourniquet. Like, why are they just, like, putting pressure on this? You don't do that. And then finally Samuel L. Jackson, as they were, like taking him through the thing, put a belt on. Him. like, thank God. I was like, Why are they just pushing into this? Like, it's a paper cut. Like, it's a time
0: off. You need a motherfucker like Samuel L. Jackson. I guess so. To keep the things in line. And we're going to get back to that motherfucker in a bit. Uh, you mentioned uh, Thomas Jane, who plays Carter Blake, an ex-con, just, just, just trying to get a second chance. And he's getting that second chance in the water. And I, I do like the, his redemption arc, uh, that we should not all be judged by the worst moments in our life. I think that's a very important message, uh, along with all the sharky toothy bitiness that mm-hmm. makes the film wonderful. Mm-hmm. What, what, did, what did you think of Thomas
3: James? Why is he not on the Olympic swimming team? He's the strongest swimmer ever. He, like he's, he's out there out swimming a tiger shark. And his, I don't even know what his job is. His job is like- Shark wrangler shit X. Ex- what like, i
1: think he was like the muscle in a way like he's the one that like he said shark wrangler if something goes awry then he's there to basically yeah be the muscle don't think too much don't make waves but we need somebody just in case something goes wrong and look good in it. Che- che- chelsea what al- else what
0: else do you think about uh, carter blake in this film
1: I mean, it's, it's no secret and uh, yeah, it's no secret that I do love this movie and I do. (laughs) Even though uh, I understand why, why Tom does not like, I understand why a lot of people don't like it. Um, And the thing I would think from Tom though, is since he and I both are not crazy about sharks, I do kind of love that they were like, all right, we got to blow them up. They're smarter. We, did, we made them smarter for some fucking reason. Time to blow them up. This isn't working. Um, so I did love that. Did love some slaughter there. Uh, but specifically with Thomas Jane's character, I don't know. I really like a blonde Thomas Jane. I think he was so hot. I loved him when I was a kid and I watched this movie. He no. was definitely one of the, what?
3: An adult male blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there any am, more feminine creature than an adult male blonde?
1: Am I making it clear that I don't have good taste? <laughs> 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 can, we, can we please re- remember that? My taste is very questionable at all times. Um, but <laughs> but I like him in this movie. I, um, I, I do love it. I think when I watched it this morning, I didn't realize how many times he says he doesn't make waves. Who's like, all right, dude, here we get the analogy, please stop. It was that, just that so takes, funny.
2: Wit like that takes three writers. That's what it that takes is.
1: three writers because all writers. three are like, he hasn't said he doesn't make waves in like 30 minutes. Yeah. So put I, in, he doesn't make waves.
0: After yeah. you've been justice involved, you don't want to make waves <laughs> anymore. And even when it's in your nature to make those waves.
1: I do right. love that scene between um, Thomas Jane and Samuel Jackson when he's call- when they're calling out each other's records and Thomas Jane's like alright so what you're the first squeaky clean millionaire or billionaire whatever he is um, it, it, it's kind of a, not to give the movie too much credit but it's a really great like social class type of uh,
2: contrast yeah. yeah
1: yeah exactly where it's like alright well we both played the same hand, but you got you got the better end here.
3: Can we talk about uh, Dr. Ally McBeal on the um, on the neuroscience? Oh uh, uh,
2: uh, yeah, that was another. Uh, She's
0: absolutely. <laughs> we can, however, we have to put some respect on Dr. Susan McAllister's name, played by the lovely and very very wet Saffron Burrows.
1: Hashtag girl boss.
0: So, so just put some respect on her name. I hate her. Before you make fun of her. Oh, right, right. I,
1: don't, I don't hate Saffron Burroughs. I just hate this character so much. Yes, I hate her.
3: Saffron Burroughs' name sounds like a spice from Trader Joe's. Also, <laughs> that character was so stupid and so bad and so poorly developed. And it's, I mean, are we just, are we just gonna like, Also, there was all this back like that movie started in the middle, and I can't imagine that this movie could have been longer. But they they started like everybody had this backstory, and they just like gave everybody a sentence. So Thomas Jane would be like, "When are you going to let me buy you that beer?" And she would just be she would just say something like, "Oh, you know, I'm just so dedicated to Shark Brain
1: or something."
3: (laughs) <laughs> Why do they kill that shark? Why are they killing sharks to make makeup and not for Alzheimer's medication? Why do we have to keep these monster sharks alive? Why can't we just kill them, take their brains out and just just throw it on other brains? Like that's that I don't know. I'm just, just so what much
1: they like, Weren't they like giving the sharks Alzheimer's or trying to and, and giving them medicine to they were I've watched this up movie 30 times and I truly cannot tell you what
3: they were doing. They were making the just sharks because it super, makes no
2: sense. They were making <laughs> the sharks.
3: They were making the sharks super smart so right. that, they have, have... that they would have bigger brains so that they can extract more brain out of them and then just kind of douse some Alzheimer's brain in it, and that'll wake the Alzheimer's brain up. Which I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, but I can tell you that's not how brain works.
2: That was the other thing that really that was another thing that like clipped my attention. And it was in the same scene as the heart rate one where she's like 50 BPM. And I was like, huh um that where she's like okay we've extracted the the matter out of the brain whatever they were using and then they're like let's see if it works on the neurons and they like put it under the scope and it's like all these like big neurons and all of a sudden they start firing us no that's that's also not how this works not not a neurologist but really can't i can't imagine that this is how this (laughs) plays out in a clinical setting it's (laughs) it seems
0: it seemed perfectly plausible to me when I saw it for the first time in the theater and every subsequent time after that.
1: Well, I think uh, one thing I read that, I don't know if the director or writer said it in the commentary, but he just basically laid it out where um, they all obviously knew the science was wrong, they, but they wanted to make it you know, just easy for the audience to understand <laughs> yes. or to not question. Unlike, you know, you guys are doing, which is fine. I will say one of my favorite lines in it is when, because uh, I know the whole thing is, you know, they're making the sharks uh, smarter, more strategic. Like they're hurting us to the top. Like I loved all of that stuff. And I loved Thomas Jane's line when he says, you took God's oldest killing machine and gave it will and desire. Like such a that's cheesy line. line, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about the movie is it's like you're taking um sharks you know that are uh, you see jaws you see all these other shark movies and it's really just about the hunt and they smell your blood and in this one it's not just about i mean of course that's like there's that great end where it's you know they may be a smart animal but they're still just an animal um so they're not just going after you know the smell of blood they're strategizing they're hurting they're uh you know trying to get free in the deep blue sea, as John, as Thomas Shane says, but um, yeah, the science of it, just like every other, I mean, th- this movie was, was it 99 or 2000?
2: 99.
1: 99. I have a soft spot for so many idiotic nineties popcorn movies. And I, and this one. I definitely put in that, um, in that category, even though, I don't know, I guess when it comes to those movies, I do kind of shut my brain off where I'm like, all right, you know what? Uh, Michael Rappaport's going to tell me how many tons is in each level for some reason. And right. that's fine. <laughs> like, that's just, yeah. That's another, that's science that
2: was another science thing that got me. I was like, I was like, I don't know a lot about diving, but that I do know that there's like pressure changes <laughs> like when you yeah. go that deep and like you can't just like, Have these things break and have it not affect the pressure within the system that you're in, and like all of a sudden, like I'm pretty sure like their lungs would explode or something. Which he did make mention. He did make that comment. Yeah, I was about
1: to say. Yeah, I was like, like,
2: he did. He did talk about that when they were talking about coming to the surface quicker. But then there's like you know there was all these like diving bell accidents like in the 80s and stuff where you know bad things would happen if the pressure was was released too early or or not Mm -hmm. enough or whatever. And I kept thinking about that too, like as the structure was breaking down, I was like, there's gotta be something here with the pressure that would make this not a feasible (laughs) circumstance going
3: on. That was another thing that got me. I will say that the actual shark attacks made me appreciate Jaws more. Really? Oh, yeah, they
1: are pretty, like, gnarly and CGI'd in this one.
3: Well, it's wild how, like, this shark has the power to not only breach the surface for so long, but also when he bites you, you turn into a cartoon. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, that is true. That, that, that is great. Let, let's talk about one of the, the, the my, my favorite attacks, uh, when uh, Jim Whitlock, played by Stellar Skateboard, uh, is on the stretcher. He's about to be airlifted out via helicopter, but now... He's in the shark's mouth Iconic. and being thrust so stupid. towards amazing. the plexiglass to, to cause it to shatter. The lab floods and then the sharks make their way into the auto, underwater complex to wreak sharky havocness. Uh, your thoughts on this portion of the film, please.
3: I just thought it was, but that Jen was trying to break that down. Jen was like, "How'd that happen?" I was like, "Jen, the sharks were clearly trying to send a message." Yes. <laughs> um, also, again, that's not how plexiglass works. I mean, that I, anybody who's ever worked in a school building knows that. <laughs> <Plexiglass>, <laughs> it, but is that sure. plexi?
1: Is that plexiglass? Like, what, what exactly would be used underwater? Would it be something like plexiglass? I, I, I have a performing arts degree.
3: It would be far. <laughs> th- it would be far yeah, thicker man, than whatever easy. that was that you could break yeah. it somebody's face, and like why didn't like, I don't know like he shot shark... not
0: just someone's face,
3: but a, well, it's shark a
0: horse, right? ramming the face yeah.
1: into the glass
2: right yeah.
1: I think the whole thing was built with arrogance. They really it's that you know where humans just really think they can control every aspect of something mm-hmm. yeah. and at. And with that whole scene where uh, Stellar is being, um, mm-hmm. like, propelled up and the storm's happening, like, it's a, it's very much a Final Destination situation of everything that can't go wrong will. Right. And it's just,
2: That's actually it's actually not working. I thought about Final Destination during, while I was watching this, it, you know, it was around the same era and kind of back to your mm-hmm. point of, like, you have this kind of, like, nostalgic connection to these movies around the same time i was like i felt like this about, i definitely do you know final destination i'm sure if i watched oh, it now yeah. for the first time i'd be like that wouldn't happen you know <laughs> you know as a as a person in my 30s as opposed to a teenager where i was like oh my right. God, you know and then watching it now <laughs> absolutely
0: so, so with it's very important to bring up the corporate hubris behind poorly made plexiglass Yes, That's awesome. absolutely. Yeah. I, I think everybody uh, focuses most on the long speech given by Russell Franklin, played by everybody's motherfucker, Samuel L. Jackson, right before the shark leaps up and gives him the chompa-chompa. And then he's done. That's a wrap. Thanks for coming. Here's your check. Uh, one of the more emotional parts of the film because you know again corporate greed and survival he understands the unity that's required to get through the situation and as friends dear friends that we all are i'm starting to question um how well the four of us would survive if you all are trying to point out that the science of ideas doesn't quite work and sometimes you know just the 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 first idea shenanigans may not be good enough i'm just saying, i don't you know. know
1: i think jennifer would keep us alive <laughs>
3: are you, are you, <laughs> just so i'm clear are you talking about the scene where samuel L. jackson takes two minutes to explain what would have been a far better movie than deep lucy <laughs> and then gets
1: oh his a little
0: backstory
1: <laughs> yes so good
0: as someone who doesn't like the cold i don't know if it would be a better movie um you know i prefer to see uh, uh, wet people in skin tight wetsuits as opposed to parkers. But that's just me and my voyeuristic tendencies. Go on. So, what? one thing
1: I want to mention oh, sorry. Just no, one great. thing I wanted to mention. I read this theory uh, this morning on Reddit, or, you know, the place you go for theories. <laughs> and it's bizarre, but so, so funny um, that. Uh, the shark was not just attracted to like the vibrations like Samuel Jackson's yelling would make like hearing them, but that the shark, you know, being smarter and being closer to human nature in a way and being able to sense these things, sensed that they were calm, that they were calming down and that they were, you know, not at the level of fear they could sense before and that's when they jumped up and grabbed uh, Samuel Jackson to kind of, again, bring that sense of fear and hurting them
2: up. Um, I don't know, I thought that was cool. Very, very was, nonsensical,
1: uh, but I thought it was interesting.
2: have an empathetic kind of, you know, they've had, they'd have that type of a, of a development. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly.
1: Very, yeah. very nonsensical, but I was like, that is pretty cool. I don't know, I thought it was interesting.
2: That
3: is interesting. How badly does Samuel L. Jackson need money that...
1: He, he liked doing the movie. Did he? he? Well, he says he does. And I feel like he would tell us if he didn't. Has he
3: been a guest? On the Spooky Doings podcast, can we get Samuel to call in? Yeah, I would love to next Samuel Jackson. Uh, I'm sure you did okay. some things in
2: 1999 that you thought were like real cool, and that if you look back on it now, you'd be like, oh man. How old was I in 1999? 1999. Uh, I was born in 1985. So you would have been 14? 14?
3: 14. There's nothing I did in 1999 <laughs> that I think was cool.
1: You <laughs> definitely at the time thought it was cool. You probably thought you were the coolest dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm sure when we're um, like in our fifties, we'll look back at the shit we were doing now and be like, "Oh God."
3: Well, it'll be, it'll be on iTunes. It'll be on iTunes.
2: Yeah, we'll have record of it. <laughs> and, and
0: and Spotify, Tom. Yeah, compared to his performances in the Star Wars and Chasing Lanes, um, and Rules of Engagement, I'd say this is far superior. And Sphere, that was some bullshit too. <gasps> wow Spirit. oh Thank that's
1: you. a throwback remember queen latifah in that movie yes i do that
2: came out around the same time as this right it was kind of the same i think so same time period
0: i'm just You're saying sure. i would rather talk about deep lucy all day uh, rather than the great white hype
1: just well i will you. say now i think jennifer and i need to grab a drink and talk about sphere because yeah. i haven't talked yeah. about sphere in that's like different. 15 years
0: You know what? If it's streaming someplace, we can do another episode. I'm not opposed to
1: it. But anyway, I interrupted. You guys go ahead.
3: Sorry, I accidentally connected the computer to Jen's AirPods by playing with the box. (laughs) He picked up the box,
2: and then connected. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: So, um, one thing that I also... Saw um on the IMDB trivia that I was reading is that I forgot about this, but originally uh Saffron Burroughs' character was supposed to live, and test audiences hated it. They wanted her to
2: die just because of I wanted her to die. happening.
3: I right, wanted her to die so bad. Bad.
2: I was I was gonna say, I I didn't anticipate her dying, I thought she would live um so i was surprised when she did die but i was not mad about it i'd be like man well it's her own fault like i definitely didn't have any like remorse i had a little bit of remorse for the blonde lady kind of uh, i don't yeah. know what her character name was um and like some remorse for other characters i did not have any remorse for her but i did did not <laughs> anticipate her dying was-
0: she
1: could have just stuck her arm in there she did not have to st- like start swimming but you know I, I, yeah
0: Jennifer's talking about janice higgins played by jacqueline mckenzie
1: that's it that's the one well mm-hmm. she got bit in the ass and that looked very painful the way the shark had her
2: nom nom that's- nom nom nom
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah that was, <laughs> that was one of the grues- more gruesome ones yeah, but, it was pretty good. But
0: at, at at least Dr. McAllister, she realized the error of her ways when she had to electrocute that shark in her in her bunk. Uh, but and she's like, but it okay. took
1: like five six people dying. She's so, a piece of shit. That
0: was what, after- not everybody yeah. learns their lessons, uh, especially moral ones, very easily. Sometimes it takes a lot of people to be devoured by toothy fish for you to realize I've made a huge mistake.
3: That's also her Ziploc baggie full of research, Mm -hmm. which as Mm -hmm. someone who is currently doing a dissertation right now, I can tell you that is not what research looks like. Yeah. And, Also, you back it up, like even in 1999, you back it. And also, was it really that hard to drop pieces of fish brain onto other pieces of brain? Like, I don't, I, this, this lady bothers me on a scientific level. Why did she take her clothes off? Was that necessary? We did figure it out.
2: Oh, this morning uh, that was, was like
1: to not get electrocuted right, or something yeah right? that one we were like oh so
2: she stopped it because at first wait, i was thinking, wait that was what oh no yeah that was why that was what yeah why well then happened.
3: how did she get out of the room that water was still electrocuted how did she get out of the room
2: she
0: puts it back on
3: after the director yells cut and then you can get out of the room no i'm not talking about her clothes i'm talking about how did she survive the electrocuted water oh,
0: getting out of the room
3: yeah there mm-hmm. is no science in this movie that makes sense
0: well, she has That's a PhD fun. and you don't yet. I mean, fictional as her PhD must be, <laughs>
2: it's still. Damn, counts. that was a read. That was a read. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a burn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a burn. <laughs> I
0: understand the suffering of writing a dissertation as someone who loves someone who wrote a dissertation. So I get it. I get it. But if you can't laugh at the, the horrible situation that you put yourself in, then there's, you're missing out.
2: You're (laughs) missing out. That's fair. That's fair. Gotta
0: elicit laughter to get through that horrible time. Cause otherwise it's just dread panic, revenge fantasies uh, and maybe too much alcohol.
2: We've gone through two of those three phases. Probably. I think. I'm not
0: going to guess which
3: two. (laughs) Um, can we talk about LL Cool J a little bit? I was planning Absolutely. On, on
0: approaching him next. Yes.
3: the only only sure. redeeming, He's the only redeeming part of this movie is LL Cool J.
1: And now you know how to make the perfect omelet. At yes. least how to start.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's he's one got, of my favorite parts. <laughs>
3: it,
0: it, he's Preacher. He also, like, like the Thomas Jane, like the Samuel L. Jackson, he's gone through some hardships in his life and he's looking to redeem himself. Now, granted, he's doing it by way of the Lord and the culinary arts, and I only agree with one of those things, right. but I cannot judge his path. He's got a bird friend that talks about butts. It makes your life better when you got a good friend that'll talk to you about butts.
3: Well, really, I think that it's it's a commentary on the importance of religion, that the only people who survived in the end was a devout Christian, and Thomas Jane, who I assume um, converted to the Nation of Islam in prison. I think that was a deleted scene, wasn't that? Wasn't that on the Reddit, Chelsea? Uh, was it?
1: It was actually. Okay, yeah, there we go. There go. That is
3: Canon. So um, really you need Jesus. And that's been the spooky doing for I don't I
0: don't need him, but you know, he's in my trunk for you know,
2: if I ever do.
0: A
1: cross Great. comes in handy is one thing this movie shows us as
2: well. Like yeah, that cross yeah. came in handy. Cross came in very, very handy, right in the eyeball.
3: Yeah, all the scientists die. All the people of faith survive.
2: That's very true. All that's the scientists. True. That's a, that's an astute observation from the soon to be Dr. Rizzuto. Yeah,
3: I think I've that's I think astute. I've solved this movie. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but
1: it's LL Cool J in this movie he's he's so fun I I love the bird I love that it just keeps going eat me asshole and then when before the bird dies when he's like come here bird come here and he's like like hell like why does the bird what are these things that he taught the bird I thought that was fantastic I um oh my god did I disappear
0: no no you're still here
1: okay my phone sorry
0: Got um,
1: I yeah. got eaten. <laughs> uh, so uh, Marissa, quit calling. I'm busy. Anyway, um, what was I saying? The bird. The bird. And when uh, the bird dies, you know, I don't usually care for animal deaths in movies. I never care for them. There's something about this one. Like, it's not very gory. It's very quick. It's And it's played for humor in a way because you have the you ate my bird line. Um, but I did love that LL Cool J, he killed the first, uh, shark, yes, he right? Did. Yeah. And just, you know, clever, uh, boy scout tactics of just, you know, tricking that shark and then lighting it on fire.
3: Yeah. That also would have killed him again, back to the poor science of this movie. The, that is not a gas fills any space. that <laughs> is, and yeah. So he would not have had the time to, uh, release his lighter, and also do a quick quip and then throw it at where he assumed the invisible gas would be. There, there was a
0: door in the way to protect him. But There was not. Yes, the door closed and that's how you keep the explosion over there so he can be over here.
3: It would have exploded far before the door had a chance to close.
0: Uh, again, it all seemed very, very plausible to me. In
3: 1999?
2: And now and now and,
0: and years later
2: i did i was not a fan of the bird dying i didn't i didn't like that yeah it like sucks that. at least it was quick it was very quick it wasn't gruesome so it wasn't yeah. quick at all that
3: bird was not chewed that bird died in the stomach acid of the shark
2: wow yeah. thanks cool that, that is what you gotta have a body count
0: i mean you, you gotta have ida Totoro getting taken out in the explosion yeah. you know Michael Rapaport yeah. and many others got to get eaten, and also Bird.
3: Yes, and it is
1: essentially a slasher film. It is, yeah. In, they in, killed, in a
0: way,
3: they killed Tony Soprano's sister. So un, un um, you know, ceremoniously killed uh, Tony Soprano's sister in a way that was just like
0: where, where Joey Pants and Richie April failed,
2: the helicopter succeeded. That's true. <laughs> That's
3: true. She did survive the series. I that
2: mean. really was, yeah. Now that I think about, it, it really was reminiscent of uh, Final Destination. That whole sequence,
1: uh, yeah. Just again, very everything that, especially as the Final Destination movies continue, right. where the deaths are so elaborate, Outrage. like in a way, yeah. so stupid. Yeah. It was so much, and everything that can go wrong will. And um, just uh, when she. Guys, I'm sorry. I don't remember the soprano super well, but the soprano sister, I'm guessing, is Brenda.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, but when she, tower.
1: when she like covers her mouth, like and gasps as a stellar skateboard is like going down, it, it was just such a heartbreaking moment because it really is like this guy is going through it. He definitely, definitely. didn't die slowly or did didn't die, die quickly. No. But, um,
2: that's, oh, that's God, science. so sad back to the science part of all of it. And right. now that we're on this section of the movie, uh, being from Florida, I cannot let it pass that all of the sudden there's just a hurricane over them. Like, no, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> well,
1: didn't, uh, didn't they well, say it was... that it was a ghost crew because a storm was coming? Oh, or did they I make it? Out? It
2: was, it was
3: yeah. a skeleton crew because it was skeleton the- Skeleton
1: week- crew, not a ghost oh, crew. Oh, because, because they call, week- it, a call it a ghost crew.
3: Yes, I made note of that in the beginning because I could tell it was exposition. It was a skeleton crew because of the weekend. All they had on board was just the scientists they needed. Again, I don't know why you can only siphon brain from a shark on the Sabbath. I don't know why they, had, they couldn't do that on Monday morning. Um, it was the That's only the crew that they needed. It was, it was to coincide cool
0: with the religious beliefs of the non-scientists on staff. Gotcha.
3: <laughs> and LL Cool J making eggs.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so, right.
3: So it was just because
1: it was the weekend. All right, I gave it more credit. I thought it was like a storm was coming in. Maybe and I'm the,
0: thinking of a different movie. This Maybe. could this could have been uh, kind of a premonition of the perils of climate change, where now at any moment we could be beneath we a could
2: hurricane. Just get a magic hurricane that. that yes, just
0: it pops. could happen at any point.
2: In yeah, decline.
3: and Empire Records could have been a uh, a premonition of the perils of capitalism gone awry. But it was just a fun movie where we got to see Renee Zellweger in various stages of undress, and I'm okay with that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do I, love that. I live that. Many, anyway. <laughs> I do love that the many times I have. Wait, what? Renee, you have lived Renee Zellweger undressing herself several times. What? Um,
0: uh, working at a video store with other people in various stages of undress. But I, I digress. What? What? <laughs> i'm so confused Tower records
3: in carl place long island (laughs) yes yes
0: we are
1: anyway i was gonna say um out of the many many times i've seen this movie like since it came out to now i never clocked it as a hurricane i was just like man what a crazy storm
2: oh i saw a very defined eye i saw the defined Mm -hmm. eye i was like that's. i think
1: I I think I'm just not used to hurricanes. Like just from where where I'm from, I just didn't put much thought into it. I was like, God, it's raining so much. (laughs) Right. I was like,
2: Oh no, there's no bottles of water around them. (laughs) Cool off. Like this isn't a real. That's not a real. So funny. I
1: was was
2: about to ask, as
0: as as originally being a Floridian. Uh, what type of hurricane preparer are you? Because my aunt that lived in Hialeah was just like, "Mira, I just get like but there's the agua and batteries, and that's it."
2: That was that was kind of us too. There's various stages of panic with a with a hurricane, and usually you don't get off school for anything over like a two. So the you know there's like Category one, Category two, three through five, whatever. So we wouldn't like you know if it was a one. We would just make sure our cell phones were charged or something, you know. And if it was a two, we might have picked up like an extra bottle of water, you know, when we went to the went to the store. We didn't really make any moves unless it was a three or higher. Then, if it was a three or higher, that's when we started like doomsday prepping or leaving the state, going somewhere else, um, boarding up the windows. There was one year, I think it was two thousand four, where we got hit with three right in a row and i was in college at the time and lived like 20 minutes away from where my parents lived but their house got like destroyed and where i lived was fine (laughs)
0: how many sharks did you have to kill uh during these uh, three hurricanes
2: uh 16 Mm, i kept one of them for a pet for a while as you do as you do no it wasn't bad it was a vegetarian it was
3: fine I thought it was interesting they used Mako shark. That's a shark that you don't often see in movies.
0: Right. Well, you don't want at, to, at, Great White has like the best press agent, uh, but you know, when it's a smaller budget of film, you gotta get, you know, like a lesser known shark. You can't always go with like the, the Great White Union, they ask for too much money some of the time because they got the, mm-hmm. the star power. Right. Uh, so you, if you can get three Makos for the price of one Great White, boom. That's cost benefits and benefit so that was a, analysis right there. That was a
3: shark family. That was a father shark, mother shark and daughter shark. I also picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I thought a nurse shark might have been an interesting choice for that. You know, that would have added another layer to it because the nurse sharks aren't usually so aggressive. So if they had like made an aggressive nurse shark or something, that would have been cool. Now,
0: there's a couple straight to video sequels. I won't watch them, but you can, too, and you can
3: find so, out about... I believe you know, Deep Blue Sea 2 is on Netflix, and I'm not going to watch it, but I do believe it is there. Okay, cool. With, like, Deeper Blue or Sea. Mm-hmm. Is
2: there one called Deeper Blue or Sea? I don't,
3: I don't, I don't <laughs> know if that's... Uh, I might have just made that up.
2: That's I now will not making it.
3: <laughs> what, what did
0: you think about the song at the end? Because oh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a badass jam. Yeah, I mean
3: anything LL Cool J does is going to be good. I mean LL Cool J just has you know the, uh, endless charisma. I mean he's done far he's he's done far more with far less than a song about being a shark. Ladies I will say cool you guys
1: James. have to watch the music video. It is so good. I promise you will not regret it. Oh yeah, I see your face, Jennifer. You will not regret it. Just watch yeah, I don't, it. I want
2: up. i do love ll cool j so me too
0: because ladies
2: love ladies love cool J.
3: he's he's from not that (laughs) far from here oh he's not no he's from i believe he's from Hollis, queens
2: oh get out okay yeah that's not too far
3: he's from somewhere in queens definitely oh
0: we've all loved this film
3: wait he represents yes he represents Queens. she was raised out in brooklyn so yes he he does represent queens (laughs) From doing it the hell of cool
0: jay <laughs> now before before we get into the plugs uh if we have any uh i i would ask if you would be willing uh to watch other shark films should we deem them entertaining enough to talk about them i know there's one called great white that's supposed to come out soon but the one i'm very interested in is Noah's shark Noah's Shark. Noah's. Yes. What? A prehist- Noah's Shark. A prehistoric great white of biblical proportions.
2: Who plays Jesus and Noah? <laughs> yeah, good questions.
1: What's the cast look like?
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually uh, reuniting uh, Thomas Jane as Noah. And say, Noah Thomas white Jane Noah? as Jesus Perfect. on the ark. And then God, a shark comes and it wants to eat like two fucking camels.
3: Can't we watch fun movies? Like I, I. What's not fun about Noah's shark? Are I you like, kidding
2: me? That like, sounds great. I
3: saw R.L. Stein's '90s slasher movie. I thought that was good on Netflix. That was I'm
0: wonderful. Yes,
3: yes. I Fear like. Street I thought that was legitimately a good movie. The like there are some horror movies that are good.
0: The Fear Street films are great, but I kind of like a little bit when you're annoyed. So if you didn't want to watch more shark <laughs> movies, I would suggest shark movies that don't have sharks in them that are very, very fun, like Grizzly. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's
3: Jaws. Oh, it's a shark movie about the shark's a bear?
0: Yeah, it's it's Jaws, but with a bear. The a bear. Nice. Now, Grizzly 2 sat on a shelf for 35 years, and I watched it, and the ending actually uses footage from Jaws 2 when the bear gets electrocuted. It is some bullshit but there is like lost footage of Charlie Sheen and Laura Dern and George Clooney right in the opening scene that sat unused for 35 years. Wow.
3: How many uh, pandemic movies are you up to now, Rick? I am over 1,200.
0: Wow. Officially.
2: That's amazing.
0: Officially, I am, as of yesterday, 1,213.
2: Wow, 12,
0: 13.
3: You might run out at some point. It's getting difficult
0: to to pick movies that I actually want to watch at this point. I would really like to get a call from work because that's when I've decided I'm going to stop doing
3: this. Oh, I was going to ask. It's like, is it related to... The state of the pandemic, like once we reach a certain number of hospital beds, you stop watching movies, or what,
0: once I get called, like from the union hall, are you available tomorrow? Yes, I am. Then, then we're done.
2: That puts me into the movie count,
0: and then I can go back and watch some of the movies that I've already enjoyed another time, because <laughs> I'm not posting repeats. So
2: there's no re-watches in any of these 13? No, there, there's no re-watches. It's all new.
3: Were there any hidden gems? Were there any that you thought you wouldn't like but you you really ended up enjoying?
2: Uh, some of the
0: Giallo films uh, that, like I started with Deep Red by Dario Argento, which I loved. Uh, opera was very intense. Uh, there was a Mario Bava film, Blood and Black Lace. And I'm like, I need to watch more Italian horror. They, they, they got some fun in there. Uh, and, and, and they were quite good. Uh, this period piece that Chelsea chose that I thought I was going to fucking hate, called Atonement was a lot deeper than most of the period films that uh, our movie discussion group shows. So I'm like, all right, that's not just some, some, some longing, l- heartbreak thing where everything works out fine in the end. I'm like, oh, this, is, th- 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 this has some, 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 some drive behind it. I don't think I would be thinking about it the next day, much less talking about it months later. Nice. Chelsea's good like that.
2: Nice. Very good. Have you guys uh, seen Atonement? No, we haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No.
3: What, what period is it Uh, uh
2: It's
1: uh, World War II, I believe, and it's um, Keira Knightley, James McAvoy. It's very good. Oh. Okay. I haven't seen it, no. I
0: haven't seen it. A good one. Nor did I think we'd be talking about Atonement on this podcast. I'm not... hey. <laughs> How
1: about we it, do it's it?
3: I have a question. How sure. about let's do this? Let's as like a holiday special, let's flip it on Rick. Let's make him watch Love Actually. And then we'll come back yeah. and get his his <laughs> his uh reaction to
2: we'll get it. Get your reaction. You're Your to to watch watching it. You're
0: going to have to start your own podcast for that to happen.
3: And I am in- sorry. My let's do Let's do a spinoff. Let's do like Spooky Doings Presents. Tom Rizzuto tells you why movies are bad. You
0: said <laughs> you were going to start a podcast several years ago, and then you yeah. decided to get an advanced degree, so that didn't happen. So that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to When you start your own podcast and then have me as a guest, then absolutely I will watch it but you have to be prepared for my unfiltered opinion, much like I am prepared for yours. Rick, However, you, started
3: this, you started this conversation talking about how you did not like comfort. So I assume that yeah. you're not going to like uh, a delightful, charmingly befuddled British movie.
0: Christmas, I don't like. Um, delightful things, I don't like them either. My, my definition of delightful is different from most people's definitions
2: of delightful that's a fair assessment
3: you don't just like drink coffee and like instead of they like milk or sugar and you're just like no just pour some robitussin in it just something that nobody will do
0: <laughs> not, not with the coffee but i i do uh ingest hot sauce at a level that most people will go what the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> yeah
2: i can see that yeah i have seen that you can see that you and my grandma. My grandma used to do the same thing. Yeah, I see her at the meeting. She's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, she is. She is.
0: <laughs> she still carry brass knuckles with her everywhere. Oh, uh, you got it. Have you had, had the girl. bomb? What is that?
3: Have you had the bomb? Concept? I've not
0: had the bomb because if you watch hot ones, nobody enjoys the bomb.
3: I've had it, and it is quite unenjoyable. There's no flavor to it. It just tastes like, like it tastes like sucking on a spoon and it
0: hurts. I feel that the key to good hot sauce is heat and good flavor. So you you gotta combine the two, which sometimes doesn't automatically come out of the bottle. So what I do is I obtain various hot sauces and spices and uh, I add my own fixings into it. For uh, what I then put into what I call my container of poor judgment. Now I've I've made a batch for Chelsea. I don't know how much of it she's had. Uh,
3: you so. can't have Chelsea eat that kind of hot sauce on a piece of cauliflower. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not going to result in good health. You need like you need to support that <laughs> with, with something substantial, like at least at the bare minimum, a slice of pizza.
1: I didn't think about pizza I've had it I've I've had the the hot sauce Rick is talking about I've had it on um you know like fake meat but I haven't but pizza is a really good idea.
3: Uh, pizza with hot sauce is, is an underrated treat.
0: Very very true, very true. How, how did you handle uh my hot sauce Chelsea?
1: It was fine I definitely used too much at first because I always overestimate but mm-hmm. um it was very very good I I did not um eat all of it because you did make quite a bit, which I appreciate. Uh, it'll it'll last really through the like season. Stuff. Oh, yeah? I mm. guess, yeah, if it stays in an airtight container, then it's fine. Um, my roommate isn't crazy about really hot food, so it is just me um, eating it. But it's good. I'm I'm building up my tolerance.
0: If you got to chase a high, Hot sauce is the one to choose. There you go. That's it. All
2: right.
0: As we bring this in for a land in uh, Jennifer time. Unlike
1: that
2: helicopter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unlike that helicopter. Anything <laughs> you want to tell the people of where they can find you, if they want to find you.
2: Um, If you were, if anyone was watching the Olympics, you might have seen me in a commercial for Bowflex. That was my, that's my only real thing to report. Uh, yeah, that's Watch. I don't know. Buy Boflex, I guess that's my that's my,
3: that's my pitch. And if you need personal training,
2: oh yeah, if you want to personal training with a laugh, as you could probably tell, uh, at JenRizzutoFitness.com or JenRizzutoFitness.com and Instagram, which I never post on, uh, JenRizuto fitness.
3: Yes, and if you'd like to see me repost articles that I hope to one day read myself, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom uh Two Z's, one T, in Rizzuto, don't spell Tom with an H. Only sociopaths do that. It's T O M R I Z Z U T O. And uh, that's it. You know, you want guitar lessons or piano lessons, I can do that for you. If you want Jen to teach you how to squat or something, that's cool. Um, there's nothing to report. What are we going to do? Are we, are we performing somewhere? Are we, <laughs> it, there no, there's nothing. I happening? was,
2: yeah, I was going to have a sketch show, but that got canceled. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, not, nothing to
0: report. I, I I did tell a lot of people at Magna that, that uh, maybe something in October, and they said hit us back up a little later. And I want to, I want okay. to, but I don't know if we'll be able to. But I will, I will keep eyes and ears open about that. Our usual spot has no time frame to reopen their performance space, and I don't blame them. It's an unventilated basement.
2: Yeah, Why should they put the on, on the list? Right.
0: <laughs> Why should they put on free shows there? And I think they look at it as a blessing. Like now, we finally got rid of those improvisers.
3: I can't I believe honestly, they been alive this long. I mean, yeah, like, was, I'm, was, I'm
1: very surprised. Um, I yeah. thought they were gonna. I thought yeah. they were gonna go. I thought they. I, close. I honestly think you know it may mean it's time for <clears throat> excuse me for spooky doings to evolve in another space when safe because like Rick said that safe is not gonna or that space is not gonna be safe for a very long time regardless of where things go
3: yeah our comeback no is
0: gonna be greater than our setback I that's, guarantee that's you that. right Rick, that's what the situation,
1: situation. says
3: uh-huh. yeah Rick the situation, Rick the situation. Guys <laughs> right. wait what
1: that's what the I'm, situation from Jersey Shore says.
0: I read that off the cover of a comic book from Image Comics. You're telling me I'm quoting Jersey Sur- Shore? You, are, puh,
2: you puh. are quoting Jersey Shore, and that's been the Spooky Doing podcast. <laughs> <Puh>. <laughs> oh, let's, I
3: let's, like the
1: situation. Talk about a redemption arc.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, feel, I feel forever unclean now.
3: Look forward to Spooky Doing's comeback to an abandoned 7-Eleven parking lot in Queens Village. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. COVID restrictions. Show your vaccination card. Show
3: your vaccination card before entering (laughs) the parking lot.
0: Our our (laughs) 7-Elevens aren't abandoned. Anyway, Chelsea, where can people find you if they want to find
1: you? Um, They can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You type Chelsea Bennington, you'll find me. And I'm also um, excited to announce that one thing I'm working on, is I recently volunteered and joined the George A. Romero Foundation team. Um, and it is a wonderful foundation honoring George Romero and keeping his, uh, keeping his work alive and also supporting independent filmmakers. So I'm gonna be doing some really fun volunteer work for them and their team. Um, so I encourage everyone to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, George Romero Foundation or Garf, because uh, it's technically George A. Romero Foundation. But yeah, so that's that's an exciting thing that I'm working on that I think the Spooky Doings crowd will enjoy.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Keeping that legacy alive. So yeah, you can check us out, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook, Spooky Doings on Instagram. I'm back on Tweety at Rick guzman 718 I'm not getting into it with conservative politicians anymore i've
2: learned my lesson
1: <laughs> well you know now it's the conservatives that are starting to get banned like marjorie taylor green just got banned for like a week because of something stupid she said um so they're going more and more on your side brett
0: you can just say about something she said everything she says is stupid
2: yeah everything yeah she's wild
1: um, yeah wow. just something one of the one of the many many things that her vile vile mouth and fingers decided to type
3: yeah, yeah. I, b- I believe that she was actually the first line editor on Deep Blue Sea, the script. She was, yeah. Yeah, I think she was. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: I don't believe that at all. However, uh, Vile Mouth and Fingers was the name of my Norwegian death metal band's second album. So thanks for bringing that up, Chelsea. Wow. You're
1: welcome. I love bringing up your past. Wow. Nice.
3: Uh, why are, we, to, why are we not plugging that? What's the death metal band? Let's plug that. Um, let's get that. Yeah, right? you're, you're not yes-handing, or, or you're yes-handing too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you, man. Jennifer. Thank you, Tom, for being a part of the show. Our door is always open for you. If you want to talk about love, actually, start your own podcast. Uh, I'll <laughs> suffer through that bullshit. Uh, I, I,
3: I hope there's, like, some sharks or titty in it there is Rick, there's really. some
2: titties there's is definitely there titties and i
3: believe there are there there are some kind of like sea animals i'm not quite sure it's a shark but there is some kind of like, i think it's an octopus. octopus. Right, like it. right.
0: is, is there like some karate in it or stunt work it's by karate. the n wool ping fighting team
2: it's not karate but there is titties i mean listen you can't ask for everything Rick.
3: i can and i will <laughs> I don't think there was a female breast in deep blue sea. Was there not? Not not.
0: No, no, but you had more than enough teeth and blood to make up
2: for that. That's fair. You can you can't check all the boxes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Check all the boxes. All right.
0: Thank you again for being part of the show, and to all of our listeners, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. Until next time.